0: Jen Zamperali on 2FM with Leia Healthcare. Always a beat ahead. Visit LeiaHealthcare.ie. Leia Healthcare. Looking after you always. Let's do this.
1: It's Relationship Therapy with Rachel Cook.
0: It is time for Sex and Relationship Therapy again and this one is going to be for the grown-ups only. Okay, don't worry. You can catch up with this chat on our podcast after the show. Um, So if you have little ears around you or people have a sense of nature, this chat is not for them, Okay. We all cool? Okay. Let's continue. So nowadays, everyone has always given out about the apps, the hookup culture, and how empty the experience can be. That's why we thought we might try to take a different approach and ask... What is the best way to enjoy a one-night stand? Never tried it myself. So I have to ask our resident sex and relationship expert, Rachel Cook, is on the line. How are you, Rachel?
1: Hiya, Jen. Uh, This is all new to you now, so you'll be educated today. Oh, (laughs)
0: no. Okay, so what actually counts as casual sex these days?
1: Ah, you know, I think for most people, what they'll say is it's sex where there's kind of no strings attached and by what what people generally mean by that is they don't have you know massive amounts of kind of complicated feelings for the other person whether that's that they're super into them so some people are very able to kind of separate sex and emotions for other people they're very mixed in but anyway casual sex is usually someone that you're not in a committed relationship with but obviously that can take many forms so it's going to have different definitions depending on the person okay and what are the main reasons
0: people do it and do we know a percentage of people who are out there having hookups?
1: Oh, so the main reason people do it, I mean, there's there's tons of reasons. Do you know what? There's like some people do it for fun, exploration, escapism. Some people have casual sex or, you know, hookups to try and get o- get over or, you know, move on from an ex. Um, some people do it to boost their confidence some people do it to boost their self worth um, the, you know there's loads of kind of positive negative in between reasons that people do it um, some people feel that they're you know would really like to be in a committed relationship but they would also really like to have sex so it's kind of like a stopgap. Um, and for other people it's you know very much something that they enjoy as a way to feel kind of in their bodies enjoy getting to know people and um, you know they see it sometimes maybe even like you know Going to, to do some dancing or you know to l- learn a new language or something like that. So yeah. there's loads of reasons why people do it. And the percentage, the percentage is kind of difficult because it seems quite generational to a degree. A lot of the, the research out there is really varying. Um it, you know, generally it would say that like younger people have more hookups than than people than mm-hmm. older people. But also we're hearing that in terms of generations, that um younger generations are certainly millennials are having less sex, but it seems like Gen Z are actually having more sex. Um, so yeah, we, we've got a, a load of different ways of looking at who is having okay. casual sex and who and isn't And the
0: benefits of a hookup. Let's be positive. Oh. You know, talk to me about the benefits.
1: Yeah, there's potentially loads. You know, it might be again that you get to meet people, you feel better about your body, you learn stuff about um, sex. Um, that you feel really just like transported by it. You know, it can really boost people's mood. Um, It can provide you with lots of like fantasy material later on. Some people really enjoy the anticipation of hookups some people really enjoy the process of i would say not so much these days but 10 15 years ago when dating apps you know kind of started um it was very exciting for people it felt really amazing that you could just reach out on a device and end up meeting up with someone who you'd never met and potentially then you know take each other's clothes off and and have a have a great old roll in the sack okay so there's tons of tons of benefits benefits. in terms of like just the biology of it as well you know in terms of sex doesn't have to be specific to hookups at all but you know people have like decreased blood pressure you know lower risk of different kinds of you know heart disease cancer all sorts of things that can be boosted by having sex and orgasms okay Um, so tons of benefits
0: so let's talk about the important things to prepare and check before you hook up and, and how to do it safely let's talk about that
1: yeah, okay. So prep, prepping for it, I would say kind of have a have an idea of what you want. This is something that I often hear from people who ended up having a disappointing kind of hookup. It's because they were expecting the other person maybe to really fall for them and to, for them to get into a you know committed relationship afterwards. Now, it's not to say that you shouldn't ever be having a hookup if you would like to be in a relationship, but if you're projecting a lot of that expectation onto the hookup, then you may well.
0: Hello? What is going on today? <laughs> Are you there, Rachel? Sorry, oh we, we lost you. I lost you for a second there. I can, okay. you can I can hear you now. You're okay. You there?
1: Good. Well, let me tell you more about go how on. to prepare. Um, go on. So uh, basically, know what you want beforehand okay. out of it. You know, okay. you might not get that, but have good a advice. good idea. Of, yeah, know what you want.
0: Know what you want. Okay.
1: And then, well, and the one other thing, Jen, is to like prepare in terms of your actual physical space. You know, if you're the one hosting. Yeah, go on. Particularly, you know, if you're, you know, obviously some people hook up in, you know, I don't know, it could be a hotel, could be, could be a, a you know, a nightclub toilet, could be anywhere. But um, if you are doing it in your home, you know, probably just have a couple of things prepared. Um, You know, make sure that your place is kind of set up, that it's not like horrifically messy or freezing cold those sorts of things so like think a little bit about the environment make sure you have fresh sheets those sorts of things no one wants to be getting into your dirty bed Mm -hmm. so you know have a think about those sorts of things beforehand maybe having things like snacks and stuff like that and then i would say you know you also need to prepare in terms of how you talk to the person that you're that you're going to be hooking up with but yeah we might talk a bit more about that lots of
0: protection just flitted around the place lots of you know uh,
1: condoms oh around God, the place. Have, have loads of condoms or whatever, you know, kinds of dental dams, whatever protection that you use um, and definitely, definitely have lube. Have lube! You finally got it in there. <laughs> I've
0: been I missing mean, out for a been few two, weeks. It, Yeah, it's the first lube of the year. I love it. Okay. Um, okay, so that's it. Can I talk you mentioned host there. So if you, if you do, inverted commas, host, is it okay to kick the other person out after or should you offer the other person to stay the night. Like what what's the etiquette there? Or is it yeah. cringe to even offer, you know? Talk to me.
1: Yeah, it's it's really varied on this. And again, I find it's quite generational, cultural. There's certain like pockets of kind of people I found who are very, very sure that like you de- the etiquette is that you definitely don't stay over. And others who, you know, I'd say particularly of older generations who would say, you know, I'd much rather not be kicked out straight after sex. It can make you feel a bit kind of used or whatever. So again, I would say you know it might feel a bit difficult beforehand because you don't necessarily know whether you're going to have sex with this person so you don't want to be like right so if we have sex tonight do you want to stay the night but I kind of recommend doing something along those lines just so that you you know particularly I would say because it tends to be women who have a worse time with hookups when they're having sex with men than the other way around or any other kind of gender pairing and um, particularly if you're a man having sex, having casual sex with a woman, I would say, you know, check in about this because, yeah. you know, often it can just feel really shite to be kicked out straight after sex or to feel like you're overstaying your welcome. So I would say don't expect that you're going to stay over. But I would say, you know, Have if you chance. know for sure that you really don't want the person to stay, let them know beforehand so that they don't just feel booted out.
0: Now you mentioned there, uh, since it's usually women who report yeah. experiencing awful and unsafe feeling uh, feelings when they hook up with men. Yeah. What are some other major dos and don'ts for men who are having casual sex with women to just to make it more safe and enjoyable for everyone?
1: Yeah. Okay. So you've got things like you know if someone doesn't want to have sex or if they stop sex during it or they say there's certain things that they don't want to do during sex. Absolutely no sulking, pressuring, silent treatment, huffing, passive aggressive or entitled behavior. You know, that is probably number one, I would say. A lot of men, I find, don't really realize that they're being, you know, pressurizing and coercive um, you know kind of acting a certain way if someone that they're having sex with says no or asks for things to be done differently Um, and I would say also you know just like just just be more communicative you know asking questions like um, you know ask about STI status have you been recently tested have you had PIV sex since then or PIA you know those sorts of things ask about contraception and that's something definitely to ask beforehand Um, Um, I would say, you know, uh, women tend to complain more about the environment as well. So, you know, just kind of, again, making sure like the kind of temperature, it doesn't mean you have to have this huge checklist before you have sex with someone. But I think asking about things around, you know, the environment and what they feel safe with Mm -hmm. having questions like. Um, what are you into? What are you up for and not up for? Mm-hmm. Um, and do you have any triggers where anywhere you don't like to be touched or anything that would be useful for me to know? You know, a lot of people will say that's cringe, that's embarrassing or weird to ask beforehand. And, you know, my my vast amount of experience with this, most people's opinion is that they would much prefer to be asked and for it to feel momentarily a bit awkward rather than not be asked and then end up having you know, a disappointing or potentially even awful experience.
0: It wasn't awkward when Paul Mascal was asking Daisy Edgar-Jones and normal people. It wasn't awkward. Exactly. It was kind of, was kind of right. hot. Exactly. There we go. Go watch that. Uh, okay, so here's a big one. When would you say yeah. is casual sex not casual? Anymore.
1: Ooh, okay. Some might say the casual sex becomes comes not so sa- sexual, not so c- casual when it happens more than once. Whereas other people might say that the frequency of sex doesn't matter so much as whether the people involved are also calling, texting, seeing each other outside of sex. And then others others will say that the key factor is in how the people feel about each other, the kind of emotional connection that exists between them. So again, you get to decide what it means to you. Just make sure you're not into Denial That if you have massive feelings for someone and you reckon that they're not reciprocated or the other person has told you that they're not reciprocated, that you're not, you know, potentially kind of distressing and even harming yourself by continuing something just sort of really in the background, hoping that they'll really develop feelings for you. Or if it's the other way around, that you recognize that someone else has big feelings, you know, don't just go, well, it's casual for me talk about it communicate about it doesn't mean you have to be telling each other you love each other after once of having sex to be able to just discuss are we on the same page where are you at what's happening in your life at the moment what sort of stuff are you looking for so that you know probably you can come to some sort of you know negotiation or that you're just on the same wavelength about what's going on between you so yeah you get to decide but communicate communicate and lube it's always they're always the answers that's it that's it that's your
0: tagline I love it Uh, Rachel thank you so much always a pleasure and giving us a guide to a successful hookup Rachel Cook is a psychotherapist and mental health consultant she's on Instagram at Rachel Jane Cook with the knee on the end she's with us every single week in sex and relationship therapy next week we're going to talk about how to deal with the baggage uh-huh. you and your partner bring to your relationship that's going to be fun remember folks please stay safe Jen Zamperali on 2FM with Leia Healthcare all